An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to an elegant weapon episode 427. My name is Jay. Thanks for tuning in. It's wonderful to have you all here. It's wonderful to be back, not just on the show, but back to Canada, because I was away. I finally got to return to my home away from Canada after three long years. Michigan. The great state of Michigan. Last time I was in Michigan was for Astronomicon 3. This time I got to finally return for Astronomicon 6. That's a very cool little bookend to have on a long time away. What a cool experience. I got to reconnect with so many dear friends that I have not seen face-to-face in years. Uh, I needed it, and I got it, and I'm so, so happy for it. Thank you, Astronomicon, for throwing yet another crazy, unique, individual party. Uh, This convention is unlike any other conventions around. You're going to hear us talking all about it because all those friends that I just mentioned, I recorded a whole bunch of conversation with them. Uh, So we got a lot of fun stuff coming at you. Thank you to Twisted and Magic Ninja Entertainment uh, for allowing me to attend this fine affair as press. Uh, I was very, very privileged to return um, to what is definitely one of the more unique conventions going on out there. I guess overall you kind of have to call it a horror convention, but that doesn't nearly come close enough to describing this event. But like I said, you're going to hear us talk all about it. It's going to be two parts that you're getting out of this one because I recorded so much fine talk for you people. So part one coming at you now. And then you're going to very swiftly get a part two because this weekend coming up, I've got Toronto Comic Con. Going to be uh, panel hosting, podcasting, doing that elegant weapon thing that we do. I'm so looking forward to it. Uh, A lot of cool adventures lined up. Uh, Tune in on the social medias and such and you will witness the party for yourselves. But back to the task at hand. Part one of Astronomicon 6. Episode 427, conversations with several fine, beautiful, wonderful human beings. The first conversation that's going to start things off is with the queen herself, one of the finest editors working today. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Drina Joe. To the gates of hell, I would follow her. And uh, after our conversation, maybe you will too. But we have a fun little chat reconnecting. After that, I talked to the boys behind Cherry Capital Comic Con, Jason Plowman and Rob Humphrey. Rob Humphrey, also the writer of Blaze Ya Dead Homie, new comic book coming from Source Point Press and Magic Ninja Entertainment. That book is written by Rob. It's drawn by our good, good friend, Mr. Austin McKinley. So you're going to hear a little four-way conversation between me and those three guys, Jason Plowman, Rob Humphrey, and Austin McKinley. Then, to round things out, an amazing conversation. I had the opportunity to sit down with Disney, Simpsons artist, the legend himself, Mr. Bill Morrison. We have a very fun talk, talking about his career and our mutual good friend, Mr. John Delaney. Sup, John? John, I hope you enjoy this one. Uh, It's going to be good times. So there you go. That's going to be part one. Part two, we're going to be featuring some other individuals. We're going to be bringing you again the Dirkalicious one, Mr. Dirk Manning. We're also going to be tossing at you a little bit of the mighty Ming Chen. It was very cool to finally get to podcast with uh, everyone's favorite comic book man once again. Uh, And also a conversation with the wonderful, the lovely, the cuddly, the Mr. Garrett Gun. That's right, kids. Uh, good times all around. So we'll get to those three, but first you get these three. Drina, Joe, uh, the boys, and Mr. Bill Morrison. Please tune in for episode two. 
uh, part two, I should say. That'll be coming in like a day or two. Um, it was just quite a lot to drop at once. I thought I'd split it up a bit. It seems easier when people can bang off that 45 minutes, you know? But again, I'm so super excited about Toronto Comic Con coming up this weekend. It's going to be a party, and I hope you're all there. If you see me, say hello. Uh, we'll even hit record if you want. It's all good. Uh, but please enjoy these conversations from Astronomicon 6. Good times. Beautiful. She's kind. She's the dynamic Drina Joe. Hi. How are you, Drina? I'm good. Have you had a wonderful weekend? Always. You, Astronomicon is my favorite con. It's it's good times. It's, yeah. a, it's a very unique and special environment here. <laughs> it you know? is. It's not your typical Comic Con. I call it a party con because you are out until 3 a.m. and then you're up at 7. <laughs> getting, <laughs> trying to get ready for the next day <laughs> yeah they it went pretty late last night i mean yeah. the show goes to like 10 o'clock um how many astros have you done this is my fourth this is your fourth one yeah i started with the third and then went to the fourth fifth. that was my first year wasn't it yeah I, yeah that was the last no. time i was in michigan that's right it was my astronomicon three i'm yes, pretty sure right? astro three yeah i remember that because uh we all had that wonderful drink that we were doing at the bar right <laughs> Right. If I don't remember much, I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a unique situation, and I didn't know what I was getting into when I came to my first Astro. Because, you know, obviously juggalos come along with a certain stereotype. Yes, they do. You know, and then you get into that environment. Honestly, I've been to very few cons where I've met as kind a con-going clientele. You'll, you won't I've find them here. anywhere. Yeah. No, this is the night. These I actually have made true, real, lifelong friends at this con, and they're, they're juggalos. Yeah. And I would have never guessed it, you know? You know, I didn't get it, and I still don't get it, but I appreciate it more. Yeah, you know I what definitely I mean? appreciate it. And yeah. I really get, I get the twisted love. I have a lot of love for Twisted. Twisted and has kind of taken the juggalo genre itself and turned it on its head. Yes, they right? have. After yeah. the separation from years ago. Yeah. You know, from the battle. From, <laughs> from the battle and Magic Ninja yeah. being created and everything. It really has become its own thing. Like, you don't really hear the word, you know, the only time I've heard the word juggalo this weekend was uh, juggalo trivia with Blaze. Okay. Which I was even actually kind of surprised about that they actually put that. It's the first time I think I've seen the word juggalo in an Astro, like, flyer. Okay. You know what I mean? Because they kind of... They've made it not toxic. Yes. That's that's how I feel about it. It's no longer a toxic thing to be a juggalo. Whereas before, sometimes people would feel like it was toxic. I mean, but they didn't really understand the culture or really uh, try to understand the culture. It's just like in any case when people are trying to find their tribe. Yes. Try to find their people. Yeah, they found their people. The reason they're your people and not others is because they don't get it. Yeah. And that's the whole point. I agree with that, yeah. 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 Now, you seem to get a lot because you're editing everything. I edit everything. You're editing everything. (laughs) Everything. What the hell is going on here? I don't know, man. You built yourself quite a little reputation there, (laughs) Miss Trina. I'm very proud of it. (laughs) You should be. You've worked so hard the past few years. Five times, so that's pretty cool. Ringo (laughs) nominations coming up the wazoo. Got nominated for Gary read as well didn't win but got nominated <laughs> oh that's adorable that's great you know there that's coming up soon isn't it i, think yeah, the I don't know, I don't know about what's going on this year but that was a couple years ago right and uh, it went to joshua werner who of course it did yeah. i would not have even allowed myself to win that one if it, it against josh because he is the most deserving human being on the planet so absolutely i'm missing him this weekend but i am uh, too i just saw can't him can't be everywhere got a big hug from him on thursday and nice. almost cried a little because i knew i wasn't going to get to see him again for like another year right right but you know you're in oregon i'm in oregon it's just weird <laughs> we got no presence in or i don't know anybody Listen, in oregon but you i know it's it's the sun thing i don't do sunlight and oregon rains although portland fan expo just went very well did it yeah like they just got back and, i know uh, we got rose city but this one right over here travis won't go to rose city so 
they're all particulars, you know. Yeah, they like that. They like the mid, uh, the Midwest. Not so the your Pacific your West. long-standing comic-creating love affair with Mr. Dirk Manning yes. over here. <laughs> how has that experience been overall? It's, Honestly, I, it's, he, I know it's a good relationship, but it's been a few years now. Yeah. So he's my best friend, my ride or die, I guess you can say. But he gives me a lot of freedom, which I couldn't find at other other venues you know like I, I'll put my foot down sure. and he absolutely abides by my rules because I am the boss yeah that's the rule <laughs> but that also helps other people understand listen she's not trying to screw you over she's not trying to ruin your comic she's trying to make it better of course if she's if she's gonna fight you on something you should probably go with it because I won't fight unless it's absolutely necessary right. like I will not like put up a fight over something unless it's like literally a fight needing to be had um well a good editor so. always is, also doesn't want to step on the voice right, right. and yeah. you know yeah. his voice is very unique and he has a, a clientele as well that is unique and so you gotta appreciate that and go with that right and it was the same with bob you right. know yeah. bob has a very specific set of fans and when bob we sally we yeah. speak of yes and when we started broken gargoyles you know, it's a totally different type of voice yeah. than anything I had done before. And I would go to my dad and I would talk to my dad about it because my dad is a you know war veteran. And if things didn't read right and he would say, you know, I don't like this part of it, we would talk about it. And, you know, Bob would be like, yeah, but we are in an alternate world. Or he would say, you know what, that's valid. Let's, you know, let's, right. let's switch things up. and. I'm editing Becca. Becca. Ooh. Man, I love that girl. See, you, well, you and Dirk, it's, it's a unique relationship between writer and editor that you've yeah. had. You've been building this relationship yeah. for a few years, worked on several projects together, yeah. which doesn't happen often these days. People are jumping around. And uh, it's also been a continuous for thing. Like, kind of, there hasn't yeah. been much of a break. It's yeah. one book after another. I feel like I'm almost exclusively right. his editor. I mean, he's got Leah as well. So, what uh, is it that connect someone like you and Becca. Now, oh, Becca yeah. Kinsey, an amazingly talented yes. artist uh, from back in Ontario. Yeah. Very good friend of mine. And obviously, you guys just hooked up through community. No, and through Bob. Because were... we were doing right. the Beholden. And Bob was like, I really want to do this book with this girl that I met in Canada who's just beyond talented. Right. And so we did the Beholden and then Becca and I just hit it off really well. Yeah. And like... Like um, crazy well. I'm you guys getting are ready so to... in love with each other. Yeah. I love it. It's adorable. I'm going to be writing my first comic, Ooh. and I want her to be the artist for that. And I'm the editor for her, you know, right, right, her writing right. and her art. And also, like, man, we just rip off each other really well. Like, right. if I'll be like, oh, you know what, we should probably add this. She doesn't even hesitate. And yeah. just to see if it'll look okay. If it doesn't, we take it away. Yep. yep. You know, that's, like, that's the beauty of our art is it's layered. But it can always, you know, revert, right. go forward. It, she's just brilliant. I just think she's do you brilliant. Want, do, you, do you know the origin moment? Bob, yeah. It was me and Bob yeah. sitting at Toronto Comic Con. Yes. And him saying, look, I want to do the story, but I need a female create creator. Are there any cool ones? I went, like, yeah, there is. Becca. Walked him right over to Becca and said, this is Becca. And you all have been hitting it off like gangbusters I mean, ever and since. And on top of that, like, the the epitome of cool. I mean, she's she so really cool. is. She's yeah. so freaking cool. She's like... An, <laughs> I love her. She's that kind of oddball cool that it also emanates a great deal of kindness. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, and she's a very soft presence and a, a very calming presence. Yes. Yet she's out there. She's crazy. She's doing shit nobody else does, and she is absolutely her own person. And she's right? the, she has the eye for horror. Which, she loves it though. She's such a huge fan of it herself. Yeah. You know. So what I'm the book I'm writing is a horror book, and she, I was like, I have no one else in mind other than right Becca, and if she's not available for three years. I'm okay right. with that. I'm good with not having this out for three years. If that's what it, I mean, like I, it was her or nobody. It was right, just right. 100% her. I might be seeing her next weekend as oh, they're in Kitchener. There's a punk rock <laughs> flea market. Is there? Okay. She's been she bugging me for a while that. to go one, go to one of these yes. things, and they look really cool. So she I think was, I want to go up there and check it out. She was 
talking about coming to this one, which would have been the first time we would actually have been able to meet. Yeah. And then um, she told me she just has like two other cons this month, so she couldn't do it. Well, Toronto Comic Con is in. And then the flea market. And the flea market's next week. I'm sure she's pretty busy. She's very busy. Yeah, I'll see her soon enough, and I'll pass on all of your love for sure. Well, and I'm also just a huge fan of the Raid Studio in general. Yeah, amazing, amazing people. Marcus Toe in particular. I love Marcus. Good times. Have you met Marcus? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah? I met Marcus years before I even met Dirk. Oh, really? I've been in this scene for over 20 years. Right, right. um, When I decided I was done with this scene, is when I went up and introduced myself to this one, Dirk. <laughs> and I was thinking, you know what? I've always wanted to meet him, but I was always right so busy. Yeah. I was just busy and running around. And I was like, I, I really got to stop and say hi to this guy because I've seen him around for so long. Yeah, yeah. And then um, he was like... You know, there's no camera. They don't know who this guy is. <laughs> oh, I'm referring to Dirk. MFing man. Yeah, they fucking know. They know right here who the fuck that is for sure. And he's like, What is it that you do? And I'm like, I'm an editor and I'm a real bitch about it. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, I'm joking. And he goes, Oh, yeah, okay, we'll have to talk sometime. Nice. And that's how it works. And here you are. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> well, we really have to get you up to Toronto. We I have to take to. you to the Raid Studio. Yeah. You know, a magical, one of the most that. magical experiences I had was going to the old Raid Studio, the oh, original, man. original one, yeah. which was like, like you typically think, like a 1920s city building of rock, stone, and brick. Yeah. And the whole thing is just nothing but like art desks of like six of the most fucking legendary yes. creators to come out of Toronto. Good Lord, they're so good. And then I want, they have a book called, and it was called Conman that I keep asking, where's book two? Where's book two? Of, of what? Conman. I don't know if it came out through Raid Studio, but I know it was like affiliate. Like okay. somebody that's at Raid Studio is the one that wrote it. I right, want to say right. Falcone. Or, yeah, uh, I was just talking to Falcone the other day because he, uh, he put up a picture of an old don't do drugs issue <laughs> from the early 90s that yeah. McFarlane had done the cover yeah and I was like oh dude I remember having that it was fucking sweet I totally forgot the thing existed yeah so, and I love Sam Noir like, I mean come on yeah Sam Sam's a very special buddy you can't just smile I yeah mean, see you have just, to come up and you have to see everybody meet everybody we take you around show you all the sights and do it up fucking right I have a passport I'm ready whenever <laughs> yeah what the fuck man we'll fucking but do that I am, easy I am all the way in Oregon so. Oregon it's not that far. I, I'm the one that travels really you far. You might be able cons. to take like a train there or something. Uh, we're gonna Vancouver, figure it out. I can. We're gonna get your ass over here. Okay. And uh, we're gonna figure <laughs> Give it me out. The Canada. Give so me some of those fries. I haven't talked talk about, about this much. <laughs> okay. But I started writing a comic book. Uh, I heard. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the big things that gave me confidence to actually attempt, even attempt doing this. Yeah was knowing that you'd be there to yes. read it and check it out and be a wonderfully honest, unbiased individual when it comes to it. Oh, yeah, because right? I want I want everything to be perfect. Right. So I will strive for that for you. But you there's know? it's there's something about you. Like, I know we've we've gotten to be friends over a while, but yeah. it's it's still, it's in, in, I have this trust in you. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's, that's just innate, you know what I mean? Yes. It's such a comfortable feeling yes. that uh, I can see why other people have gotten so excited about working with you over the years. I'm very, you know, very particular about who I will work with, too. Right. And, like, if I don't, if I don't have a connection with somebody and I'm afraid that they're going to push back on everything, I right. Why even bother? I've got too many kids, too many other responsibilities. (laughs) I deal with that pushback at home 24-7. Oh, my God. I hear that. I'm not saying that you got to do exactly what I tell you to do, but, you know, just maybe we can work it out. And if you're not going to be easy to work out, like, I just won't even bother. But with you, it's like, come on. I want it. I want your story. You know, like. It gets me excited. You got to give it to me. me. If you swear if you go to someone else, I'm going to be pissed. Oh, no. We're, we're, We're good. We're dealing. Okay, Don't you worry. We're fucking dealing. Um, Jaina Joe, you are one of the single most beautiful human beings I know. Period. You can't add much more to that. Thank you for chatting with me. Anytime. Thank you for hanging out with me. I swear, we're going to get you up to the T-Dot, and we're going to do it right. Thank you. Everybody, one of the most sought-after and talented editors in the business, Miss Jaina Joe. Thank you. Bye, guys. Here he is. 
is he's here with Jason Plowman, Austin McKinley, and Rob Humphrey. How are y'all doing, boys? Fantastic. This is uh, part of the team behind uh, Blaze You Dead, homie. Uh, how's it been? It's been fantastic. Blaze fans are amazing. They're passionate. He is dynamic and interesting and engaging, and uh, it's been really fun to observe him in person. I've seen a lot of videos of him, but as an artist, it's great to see how somebody. So this moves. is the first time that you're actually. This is the first time we're in the same room with him. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, yeah it's yeah. been a uh, very. Does that inform uh, how happy you are with your work after Absolutely. putting it down? Are you yeah. like, okay, I got this? After I, I'm I'm happy with what we've done so far, and I'm going to take some of what I learned here onto the next pages. So that's exciting. Yeah. Rob, we just had you on the goddamn show like last motherfucking week. That's true. And here we are celebrating your also ash true. can. Also true. And how'd everything go for you? Oh, it was great. The yeah. signing was fantastic. There was a huge lineup. There were like a couple of hundred people waiting, which, mind-blowing, right? Like, like yeah, they, yeah, turned, yeah. they turned out in droves and the signing was fantastic and the books did not last long. Which, They're all gone? They're all gone. Oh, wow. That's Sold amazing. Out. Right. Yeah, Excellent. Were, I'm sure people are fucking stoked, right? Yeah. I mean, like, last night after the signing, there were a handful left and those were gone first thing this morning. That's right. just... I mean, you couldn't ask for a better turnout. You couldn't yeah, ask yeah. for a better crowd. You know, Blaze fans are the best, like Austin said. The Astro crowd is the best. So, like, just loving... Loving the atmosphere, yeah. man. Wait till the actual book comes out, right? I know. It's like these be people are gonna lose their minds. So what do you think of the fans and the atmosphere and the whole experience? Uh you know, it's not the the scene that I came up with, but right. I see a lot of overlap. They're a very passionate uh, group. They they are used to being sort of underground. It's there's a very DIY aesthetic to it all, and I'm down with all that. I, I really didn't know what it. to expect my first year coming yeah. in either, right? I was like, I don't know about this juggalo thing, but mm-hmm. these are some of the warmest, friendliest people I've ever encountered yeah, at any convention ever, right? Absolutely. Like people are so nice and polite and kind. Um, they're Mi- Michiganites, so exactly. You're used to them. Michiganites, right. Michiganders. Michiganders, that's what it is. Michigan East, Michiganders. Yeah. We're Michiganders. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, good good folks all around. And that's that's one of my favorite things about the show though, is that like we talked about a couple weeks ago, you could just talk to people, have a right. conversation, it's a real chill vibe, everybody's like just super happy to be here and chatting and man, that's it's good stuff. Yeah, I don't know, they may have outgrown this place now already. It's it's you know? been a packed house right? all weekend. Yeah, yeah. Like Walking over by the celebrity area, you barely get through there earlier. Right, it's right. just crazy. And when does the book come out officially? This summer. It's going to be this yes. summer. This summer. Right, right. Uh, but, but you want to want to break a little exclusive oh, here, here on go. an here elegant we go, weapon? kids. Breaking news. Breaking so, news. So check it out. The success of the Blaze Ash can here is so good. We're going to run it back and do it again. Oh shit. We are going to at Cherry Capital Comic Con. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. So at the end of May, May 26 through 28, uh, Blaze is going to roll up oh, to yeah? Cherry Capital. Nice. And Austin and I will be there. And the three of us are going to do a signing on Saturday. And we're going to have an exclusive full release, early release of the book at Cherry Capital with a variant cover. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be a big deal. You're going to bust this out quick then? We're going to bust it out quick. Cherry Capital's when? April? May. Was it? it was May. May. Right, right, End of May. Right. Memorial it's Day weekend. Soon, man. Yeah. Is he a Michigan boy? Um, yeah, he's like Midwest boy. Like he's been in Michigan and, right, and, right, right. and Ohio surrounding area. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. And uh, you'll be back for that? Or? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming back around. That's so exciting. I'm so happy, you guys. I'm so happy that it went so well. It's so neat. We were just chatting last week about yeah. it. And now we get to see the it's the, the fruits of all your fucking you, hard work, fellas. You go from you go from the talk to the walk. And the walk feels good. Right, right? It, it yeah. feels good. Yeah, yeah. No, it's glorious. And it's only Saturday. You guys get it's to we enjoy all day tomorrow, right? You mm-hmm. got a whole other day. Hoping to meet some more fans. Hoping people come out. Right, right, right. We love yeah. talking comics, talking the Blaze comic. and Well, kids, you got to pay attention then. Cherry Capital coming up very, very soon if you want your opportunity to get your hands on the Blaze You Dead homie ash can and a goddamn variant copy of issue one. Right. Crazy. Crazy shit. Uh, we ever gonna see your back, uh, your ass back in the T dot for a visit? That's you gonna come, yeah. come do some Van Expo Absolutely. still and shit? Oh yeah! All yeah, right, yeah. excellent. When are we gonna get your ass up to the T dot? I don't know. When up, should man. I come? I don't know. Come when he comes. <laughs> Bring we make. We should make that happen. Yeah, so you can sit at his table. Yeah. We can get you in. Okay. For sure. Guaranteed the pass. All right. Well, let's you do know. it. Did I just make something happen? Possibly. Awesome. <laughs> Fuck. I wanted to stay alone in a hotel room. Motherfucker. What, what do I need to do to cross the border? <laughs> you need a passport. Do you own one of those? What if I got a record? 
then you're fucked. Do you don't have a record? Dude? What the fuck? There's no way. I wouldn't believe that for a second. For a sec, but you know I, what? I they, had you for half a second. You kind of did. I was, was like, great. nope, no way. No, Rob's not pulling this I one. I don't have a record that I'll talk about on <laughs> on record. Yeah, it's no. it's unfortunate. You have one dry, drunk driving fucking incident. You can't even get into really? Canada. Wow. Oh yeah, they're yeah, they fucking take it seriously. Yeah, we take that shit like hardcore for some fucking reason. So you know, uh, guys, congratulations. I'm so happy Thank for y'all. You, I can't wait to see where the continued set of success with this fucking book goes. Good times. Kids, Austin McKinley, Rob Humphreys, Blazia Dead Homie. Check it out. Jason Plowman. What's up, dude? What are you doing over here? Oh, I, I'm not actually part of the creative team of the book. I, I just know. wanted to let I, them do I their I understand, thing. but we can't. Uh, you are part of the creative family of everything. How you been? I've been good. How about you, man? Pretty fucking good, man. So you showed me a Venom thing earlier yeah, that Venom. you were fucking up to. Tell me about this. Is this a commission? Is this, like, just what you're up to? Uh, actually, like, I don't know, this winter, I think February... I just did, was like, I'm going to do a Venom Funko Pop, and we're going to have an auction via the C4, our Cherry Capital Comic Con, right. and Top Comics. We do a Monday night auction every other week. Right. So I was like, we'll put it up on a Monday and let it go for a week and see how much money it can raise. So, awesome, awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, how's it been for you being involved in running a fucking Comic Con? Like, it's a lot of fucking work. I've, done, I've been there myself. Yeah, it's, uh, it is. Like, for me, like... My work starts basically because I do all the design work. I do all the layouts. Like the flyer that we are handing out here at Astro, right. I had to create that. So we have some, like so I do all the materials that we hand out. Okay. I do the program guide. This year I actually decided to really add the extra work by uh, helping with the badges for the okay. con. So. Right on. What is the whole team? Because I know you're involved, Rob's involved, Pat uh, Kaula's involved. Who uh, else is involved? Corey Masalowski, he is involved. He does our media. He, he's in charge of going out and visiting the radio stations, giving interviews, okay. starting to build up the hype for the con. Right, right. Um, there's Mike Akerley. He's the owner slash funder of the con. Okay, yeah. Grand Poobah. Nice, yeah, he, nice. He's basically the master of the... He, he, we're his puppets, and we right, dance. Right, right, uh, We have a few other people, uh, Selena, um, Noah, Amanda. They help with, like... Noah's, like, our jack-of-all-trades guy. He will do whatever we need him to. Right, right. Um, Selena and Amanda run our merch booth. Uh, we have Dave, Harold, and his wife... Amy. Fuck, the team's a lot bigger than I realized, eh? Dave is... You got yourself into it asking for a full roster breakdown. Holy God we, damn, I didn't think the, I was getting that The best team it. in conventions, man. Fuck, yeah. there's more people on that team than we had on the fucking great Philly Con back in the day. That was like me, Stan Kanopka, and three other dudes, for fuck's sakes. Holy yeah. shit. It, it, yeah. it, it, take, it takes a community to put on an event like it this. Really it really does. does. How long's the show been running? Uh, this is our 15th year in wow, existence. Oh, yeah. 15 years. Rob, <laughs> Rob, Mike, uh, we have a guy named Richard. He does all, he picks all our guests up at the airport. Right on. Hospitality guy. Right, and right. myself are the only ones that have been th- with the show since the very beginning, year one. That's awesome. And it's in Traverse City? Traverse City. Cherry Capital Comic Con. What is the Cherry Capital about? What does that refer to? Traverse City in the area was actually at one time the top producer in this i think the country yes. of of cherries oh like, yeah yeah of okay. sweet cherries and uh tart cherries, tart cherries. Right. so like your pie cherries are your tart cherries your sweet oh, okay. cherries are your, your maraschino sure Traverse Tra- city also has a uh the national cherry festival oh. which is it's a major major event that happens over an eight-day period in the summertime usually in july Okay. Uh, it brings over a million visitors to the Grand Traverse shit. area. Yeah, really? It's crazy. Traverse City That's huge. swells, and, yeah. and and we we have that one. We also have another uh, film festival that's held every yep. every comedy summer. Fest. We have wow. a comedy fest. Right right now, this weekend or this week is uh, the restaurant week up in Traverse City. I love that there's so many fucking people in America that the tiniest little places can have these tiny little events that are just like million people events. Oh, yeah. Just because there's so goddamn many of you fucking guys. Oh, yeah. Like, holy shit. (laughs) And the thing, too, with our areas, we have, like, the National Park. We have uh, beautiful beaches, you know, just, it's, it's, 
camping. We have so many activities that you can do in the area. It's not right. strictly, like wintertime isn't as popular, but we have ski resorts. We have, there's breweries, there's... All four seasons and lots of booze. Right? Nice. Um, how far, <laughs> if you were in Detroit, how yeah. far a drive from Detroit would it be? A couple hundred miles. It's, uh, it's, it's that a, means? It's about a four-hour drive. Okay. About a four-hour drive. Right. See, in Canada, we, we, when people ask about travel distances, we answer in time. Well, Michigan. We don't use actual numbers, right? We do right? the same thing in Michigan, but yeah. I'm, I wasn't sure. Because, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Because I usually, I get, a, I get a lot of shit for that, though. Mich- Michigan's the most Canadian of all the yeah. states. We have far too much in common not just like proximity, but just like the hockey history, the war history, the fucking environmental history. Right. Like it's oh, yeah. ridiculous. We took Detroit once. Yeah, and then we took it back. Yeah, in like a day. <laughs> there was like a fucking one day flip of like fucking Detroit on the fucking river. Or something and, and, absolutely ridiculous. And then right? somehow Ohio ended up with Toledo. <laughs> but even the little stuff like pop. Um, yep. A lot of Michiganders will call soda pop, Indeed. whereas in Ontario, that's the, a, that's the a big word, thing. It's the pop, only word right? for it. Yeah, 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 it's it's neat. I've always said that we that you guys should like leave the states. What's the word? Uh, secede, yeah. secede from the states, and join us with uh, where we could form a super province that would be like Michigan, Ontario, or Ontarian. <laughs> Ontarian. There you go. Ontarian. Yeah, we could have a super province. Well, I know our I know our friends in the UP would rather secede to the Wisconsinites. <laughs> no, see, no, it's and I saw proof this morning because I'm driving. Early this morning, I'm driving to the con, and within the first the first half hour of driving, I don't see one fucking snow plow. None yep. of the roads are plowed whatsoever. I'm texting with my baby mama back home, and I'm like, Aaron, how are the roads? She's like, Oh, they plowed like by 5 a.m. And I was like, oh, so much for them low taxes, right? right. <laughs> There's all these cars and ditches and people can't fucking move. And I'm like, where's all the snow plows in it's, Michigan? No, it's, it's like, oh, yeah, they don't pay for things. It's fine. We'll just drive through it. <laughs> yeah. it's, and that's it, what they it'll did, wear itself right? down eventually. Oh, you fucking crazy American bastards. Yeah. I love you so much. <laughs> uh, guys, congratulations on the show. That's Cherry Capital Comic Con. It's going to be happening in May in Traverse City. Correct. Uh, everyone should be there. Is this CherryCapital.com? CherryCapitalCon.com. All right, Everybody get on there. You got any guests lined up yet? Or? Yeah, we do yeah, actually. In fact. Who do we got so far? So, so far we have uh, Angel Medina. Nice. Uh, Jason Moore is going to be making an appearance this year. Oh, Freddie a good, Williams, too. A good friend yeah. of yours, Jay Fosgett. Oh, the Fozzie. And uh, David Peterson is coming, coming back yep. to yeah. the show after awesome. a few years away. It's, Excellent. We're He's happy. Michigan himself, yep. right? And we're yeah, we're yeah, yeah. glad to welcome him back. That is super exciting. Everybody, it's uh, May 26th, 27th, and 28th. Is that Memorial Day weekend? It is. It is That's indeed. Memorial Day weekend for all you Canadians. That is Victoria Day weekend weekend uh everybody get out there check it out good luck guys and uh hey, hey Jake, before yeah. you go yeah can 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 i be inducted as an honorary canadian absolutely you yes can. it's played i proclaim it right now yes. canucklehead you that you are you'd have to actually come there once even, to secure it do, 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 I, do i still need a passport i fucking hate hockey really yeah i'm, I used to I'm one of those fucking weird fucking canadian i don't hate hockey i just i have no love or care for it like right. a canadian should do i appreciate a hundred pound seven foot guys going around on like knives on their feet (laughs) absolutely it's the most badass sport that exists right just not a sports guy and i feel bad a very good friend uh you guys know dom yeah ruggiero over there mess bucket comics and he's always come over and meet mccarty right because he's always got mccarty there and i'm like oh i don't care i don't (laughs) care about hockey he's like you're a canadian i know you want to meet him and i'm like i hardly know who that guy is actually interesting you mentioned that because like the last year freddie was at the show i decided to do something different right combine hockey with comics and i had a sketch helmet done a goalie helmet oh and i had a bunch of artists sweet. do sketches on it that so, is pretty yeah. fucking sweet you guys have heard of brand flakes art i've not heard of brand flakes you guys gotta check this out there's been a lot of talk about this guy between me and other people in the con He's a, an amazing artist. He can just do straight art, but he also does graffiti art. Okay. So if you've ever seen online like a stormtrooper helmet, but it's all like graffiti yeah. and crazy oh, shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's that guy. Okay. Kids, look him up on Instagram. I want to get him on the show. His name is Brand Flakes Art, and he does all this crazy mix of like spray paint and real media and statues and just straight up fucking sketches. But he'll fucking blow your mind. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's incredible fucking shit. Kind of like what you were fucking doing with the venom, but. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, guys, uh, thank you so much for hanging out, and good luck with everything. Thanks, brother. Thanks. Right on. 
Okay, kids, I'm here at Astronomicon 6. I am with Simpsons, Disney artist, Mr. Bill Morrison. Thank you for hanging out, sir. Hey, it's my pleasure. I'm happy to be here, and uh, this is my hometown, Detroit. And I've never been to Astronomicon, but it's amazing. It's uh, weird and wonderful, and um, unlike most of the comic conventions that I go to. This is really it's a unique. horror convention. Right. Yeah, it's mostly yeah. horror, but there's something very unique to this show. It's very unique, it's very yeah. It's own thing, for sure, right? Very much, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've had a lot of insight this year into the world of working on The Simpsons and Futurama through a mutual friend of ours, Mr. John Delaney. Oh, John Delaney. He's frequented the buddy, show yeah. this year. He's a fellow Canadian. Right. Uh, him on the Vancouver side, me on yeah. the Toronto side. I got to meet meet him uh, at Calgary Fan Expo uh, last year. Oh, okay. And uh, got to hear a lot of fun stories, some involving you here and there. <laughs> uh, has it been as much fun for you as it has been for him, like it sounds, working in this universe? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, first of all, just to be associated with something that so many people love and cherish, um, that's amazing because you make instant friends. I mean... Uh, normally when you're in a situation where you meet people there's there's like a period of um, you know I'm not I'm not sure about you yet I don't yeah, know you, know you period. yeah but uh, because people know me as a Simpsons artist and writer um, there's just like an instant connection right instant love and yeah. well you just had a fan come up to you who I guess was it some sort of scouts yeah uh, thing with 30 when, years ago. When he was a kid, yeah. Met you, got your signature, yeah. and comes back around again. That must be so cool to yeah. see, you know, that it lasts that long. And he actually showed me a photo of the book that I signed for him when, yeah. when he was just a kid. you remember the event clearly? Oh, yeah. 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 My dad was, uh, he was my scoutmaster when I was a kid. Right. And then uh, he remained in scouting after I grew up. And uh, so he was like a volunteer uh, scoutmaster trainer and okay. scouter in general. So he was doing this event on Belle Isle uh, off of, you know, in the Detroit River and uh, asked me if I would help out. And so I got to meet a lot of Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts. Does that happen often that you, you know, these old school fans come up and have no. this interesting story? No. No. So that was pretty unique? Every so often someone will come up who maybe met me at a convention, you know, some years back. Right. But uh, it usually doesn't go back that far. Right. I mean, this is, like like you said, 30 years ago. Right, so. right. How did you come into this world? Because uh, I know you co-founded Bongo. Yes. Yes? Um, well, I, I, I'm from Detroit, as I mentioned. And uh, I went out to California early in my career. I started doing movie posters. Right. I worked for a company in Hollywood, and I did you know, all kinds of film posters. And it was there that I met Matt Groening, who at the time was just a struggling underground cartoonist. So he had not yet created The Simpsons. Oh, wow. Um, but then, you know, I, I moved on to other jobs. Um, when, when he started The Simpsons, I got a call from a mutual friend of ours who was an art director that we had both worked for or worked with. And uh, she said, hey, I'm working with Matt, and he's put me in charge of all the merchandise for The Simpsons, and we're looking for artists. So I wanted to see if you might want to pick up some freelance work. And so I started, uh, like, right at the beginning of uh, that wave of Simpsons merchandise that came in 1990 when the show was first on the air. But you're, you, were, you were there pre-Tracy Ullman. Like. Well, not, not pre-Tracy Ullman, but like right after. Okay. So as soon as the show, as soon as they developed it into a half-hour series, right. I think when I got that call, the show had been on the air like maybe three weeks. Okay. So wow. it was pretty early on. Wow. That's a cool train to ride right from the beginning like yeah. that. And they started making merchandise that quickly. Oh, yeah. Yeah? They um, they made a little bit of merchandise in advance, like when they were developing the, the series, the half-hour show. Um, and, you know, they had no idea if it was going to catch on, but... Right. You know, there was there were there was a little bit of merchandise, T-shirts and stuff right. that's easy to produce. Right. But then once the show hit the air, it was an instant hit. Right. And then that's when like all the uh, licensees, you know, manufacturers of toys and 
bedspreads and video right. games and every, you know everything you can put a character on. They all came knocking on Fox's door. And so when did wanted, the comics begin? The comics began in a magazine that was uh, titled Simpsons Illustrated. And it was a magazine that ran for about two years from Welsh Publishing. Um, Matt Groening retained all the publishing rights when he made his deal with Fox. So Welsh came to him and they said, we want to do a magazine about The Simpsons. It'll be for fans. It'll have articles and puzzles and games and, you know, it'll be a variety of things. And Matt really wanted to have a comic section. So uh, I was working, I had already been working on a lot of the merchandise and then also some of the publishing stuff, books and calendars at that point. And, uh, you know, so I was naturally tapped to be involved with this magazine. And uh, so I was doing like spot illustrations and things. Um, I, I didn't draw the cover for the first one, but I did some, you know, just spot art. And I got a call from the editor, and he said, do you want to do, we're, you know, we're working on a, a comic section. It's only going to be one page for the first issue, but, you know, we have a script. Do you want to draw it? Cool. And I, I had always wanted to be a comic artist, but I went in a different direction, but right. it, was, it was a dream. It was like a childhood dream. And I said, yeah, absolutely. So um, I drew, it was a Krusty the Clown strip. And it was like, I don't know, maybe six or seven panels. Cool. You know, kind of like a Sunday newspaper strip. Right, yeah. And uh, I had such a great time, I asked the editor, I said, you know, for the second issue, if you have another script, I'd love to be considered because I'd love to do do another one of these. And he said, well, actually, we're really behind trying to get the second issue out. No one's had time to write anything. So if you want to write something, then you can also draw it. And I had never written anything in my life beyond beyond like a term paper in school. Right, you know? right. And uh, but you know, I I tried to play it cool, and I said, oh yeah, that sounds great. Sure, I'd, I'd be happy to do that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Take it till you make it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had I didn't even know how to type back then. So. I just figured it out, you know, like, I, I, I didn't know how to write a story, I based it on uh, something that happened to me as a kid, Okay. so I just took a childhood memory and I turned me into Bart, right, right, etc., and they liked it, you know, they said, okay, write another one for issue three, and, okay. and so from that point on I was writing and drawing, and so we did the, the comic section in every issue and it, and it expanded issue by issue so um, like I said the first issue was one page and then you know we did two pages three pages it got to where it was about ten pages of the magazine was comic yeah. and we had done the first year we had done a, uh, an annual and the annual was a 3D issue so it came with glasses really? and it was cool. kind of a gimmicky thing you know yeah, yeah. the whole issue was 3D so they were trying to figure out, well, what can we do for the second annual? Like, how can we do something that's special? You know, not just another issue. And somebody, maybe Matt or maybe uh, Steve Vance, who was the editor, said, why don't, you know, we're having the most fun doing the comics now. Why don't we just do a comic book? Right. And so we did it not, not only, you know, it was a full issue of comics, but it was comic book size, you know, so we shrunk it down for magazine size. And it was also uh, retitled Simpsons Comics and Stories. Okay. So if you look in the indicia, it says that it's a publication of Simpsons Illustrated, and it, it refers to it being the annual for that year. But it was actually uh, like the first ever Simpsons comic book. And it sold so well that it gave Matt the confidence to start Bongo. And so the following, actually later that year, uh, we announced that Bongo Comics was coming in November. Right. And um, and what year was this? This was in 93. So it was early, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the show had been on for, what, four years? Three, four years? It came out in 1990. Okay, uh, yeah. And it had two seasons in 1990. Okay. Because it had a mid-season that started in January. Oh, yeah? Okay. And, and then, so that was like 12 episodes. And then it, the second season was the fall of that year. Right. So, um, so yeah, it would have been about the fourth season would have been starting up. 
That's cool. So Bongo grows out of that, yeah. out of The Simpsons, but Bongo has, of course, done other things since. Yes. And uh, was that just excitement? Was that mad or somebody being like, let's bring on more stuff, let's grow this thing? Matt was really gracious um, with the people that worked for him. And he, he told, there was a small group of us, and he said, look, if any of you want to do your own comic, um, and you have a great idea, pitch it to me, and if it seems right for the company, we'll do it. So I got to do uh, my comic, Roswell, Little Green Man, right. and I, I did a follow-up series, uh, which was called Heroes Anonymous, which is about a support group for superheroes. <laughs> and, uh, and we had other, other creators who worked with us, got to do, do their own series. Um, and of course, we did Futurama. Um, we did all the spin-off series, right. you know, Krusty the Clown. And there you are, making comic, comic book books guy. like you always dreamed of doing. Yeah. Yeah, that's super cool how they yeah. rolled out that way. That's neat. And uh, to, get, to be there in the beginning to see, like, Matt, you know, before all this, as, yeah. as a, you know, coming up as a as yeah, an artist I, I, and stuff. I knew yeah. him as a starving artist. Yeah. What was the original comic, the one before The Simpsons? Simpsons Comics and Stories. No, he, uh, the, the strip. Oh, Life in Hell. Life in Hell. Yeah. That's right. That's what I'm thinking. Was the yeah. So you you knew him in those days that yeah. he, was, he was doing that. Yeah. That must have been exciting times. It was. You know, we used to always uh, get the strip in the LA Weekly every week and, you know, tack it up on the wall. Right. Was, especially if it was yeah. timely. And um, sometimes um, that first job that I had doing the movie posters, Matt would call uh, this art director, her name was Millie, Millie Smythe, and he would say, hey, I'm doing a strip on like songs that we sang as kids, and I've got a few, but I need some more, so can you ask around the office if anybody remembers like weird little songs that kids kids sang around the neighborhood? And so I remember... uh, my contribution was the I'm Popeye the Sailor Man with the different lyrics about him living in a garbage can. <laughs> and, uh, right, you know right, that one. Right. Um, and that made it into the strip. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like it must have been so much fun creating all those stories it was. and stuff. So you mentioned earlier you worked on movie posters. Uh, one movie poster in particular, The Little Mermaid. Yeah. What is it like to create something so iconic that it is, like, everywhere? Because I know, like, like you can be a comic artist and walk into a comic shop and you see your book, and that's a yeah. huge, cool, swell feeling, but you could literally, like, see that everywhere. What is, what's it like to see something you drew, in, you know, have, um, having, like, infiltrated that much of the world? I think the first time it happens, it's mind-boggling. Yeah. And, um, unfortunately, you get used to it. And it's still it's still a thrill, but it's not, like, the first time. Right. Um, but it's great. I mean, it's... Um, you know, I mean, I, I I did do the painting and I, I drew it, but I had help from other artists. Oh, you know, I'm the sure. Disney I'm animators sure providing. Effort. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, so, you know, you look at it and, and uh, there's a sense of pride. But, you know, I'm driving down Sunset Boulevard and there's the Little Mermaid billboard, you know. Right. Um, but uh, it, it, there's a sense of pride, but also uh, a feeling of uh, being fortunate to have been chosen to do it. Right, right. Well, I'm sure you earned that situation, right? Hard work got yeah. you to where, you know, a lot of I hard guess work. you must have had a reputation enough that they trust you with things yeah. like that. You know? I think so. Um, did you start with Disney doing movie posters, or did you work into Disney? Like, well, I did the, the movie posters that I started doing in uh, when I first got my first job in Hollywood were um, not really animated. They were right. more I think like you mentioned a few earlier. horror movie okay, posters. Yes. Yeah, and okay. teen comedies and things like right, that. Right. So how does how do you show up in Disney's door? Well, um, I got a job offer from uh, an artist by the name of Dave Willardson, who is somebody that I admired as an art student. You know, I kind of followed his work, and he was right. kind of a hero of mine. Yeah. And he offered, he asked me to come work in his studio. So it was while I was in his studio that we started getting work from Disney. And because I had more of an affinity for cartoons, right? Um, uh, there were there were a couple of artists in the studio, and we all did like photorealistic okay. work, right? And also kind of stylized airbrush, but. Um, 
I was the one who kind of had a, a, a knack for doing cartoons. Right. So those jobs tended to come to me. And um, I, the first Disney poster I did was for Cinderella. Oh, really? For a re-release of okay. Cinderella. I did two posters. One was a teaser and then the main release poster. And um, Disney liked it, and they kept coming back to the studio. There you go. And every time a poster job would come in from Disney, they would throw it to me. And right. So I got to do Peter Pan and The Jungle oh. Book and Lady and the Tramp. That's so cool. All you kinds get of to classics. slide into yeah. to something like that. Plus the new ones, you know, yeah. Little Mermaid. And It's nice when you're in that spot and they keep coming back to you. I have a very yeah. good friend. Are you familiar with Jay Fosgit? Yeah, I love Jay. You know Jay. Okay, yeah, yeah Jay. Jay's great. Um, you know, I've known Jay for, geez, 10 years at this point and, you know, watched him work up, do what he did, create Bodhi, and now get to a point where he's a Disney artist. Yeah. And he's doing these, albeit in Europe, and we don't get to see them, he's doing all these dogs. Donald Duck books, uh-huh. which was just a one-time deal. He got a contract to do yeah. one book, and they liked it, so they just kept coming back, and now he's a Disney yeah. artist. Like, I, I had a dear friend who wrote Disney comics. Oh, yeah? Uh, he, he died a couple of years ago, but... Um, yeah, I mean, his stuff was only available in Europe. Like, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he'd write these amazing stories, but yeah. unless you were over there, you never saw him. Yeah, it's still cool, though, you know, yeah. f- fulfilling that dream. Oh, you know yeah. What I mean? Okay, uh, I don't want to take up too much more of your time because we're busy at the con here. Uh, just tell me quickly what it was like when John Delaney came into your world. John Delaney, um, I was a big fan of his from uh, Disney or uh, DC Universe Adventures. Yeah. So when Batman the Animated Series uh, came about and they started doing uh, comic books based on the animated series, um, DC had the great idea of expanding that and doing um, other superheroes right, yeah. in that style. Yeah. And uh, so that first time I met John was through Steve Vance, who was the original Bongo editor. And Steve was now writing, he had left Bongo and he was writing DC Universe Adventures and he introduced me to John at Comic-Con. John was the artist and um, I loved his stuff, admired it. And then some, maybe a few years later, not too many years, um, we had the good fortune to hire him at Bongo. and uh, Just like that? Yeah, got yeah. him to do some awesome. of our stuff. And yeah. His, yeah. his take on the characters is so fun. And I love. He loves it, too. He's yeah. so passionate about drawing yeah. this stuff. And I love the shading and everything he, he puts. Like, he, he really does the... You know, the dramatic lighting and... Right. Have you guys done many shows together? Uh, Many cons? Not that many. Maybe maybe three or four. Okay. Yeah. I know he always gets excited when he's the Lone Simpson artist. Because he's like, I'm the only guy they're going to be able to come to at this show, right? (laughs) Yeah. I get that too. It's funny. I'll see sometimes at a show there's like four or five My Little Pony artists. And they all got to fight for their cup, you know? He probably hates it when he sees me show up. He's like, oh, I'm next to Bill. I told him I was going to come try and chat with you. And uh, he got very, very excited about it. So I know... Tell him I said hi. I hope to to see him at a show coming up. Bill, thank you so much for the time and the chat. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Bill Morrison, kids.